Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freedom with Fitness. Uh, all three of us are here again. Uh, so James, Carl, and Chris. Um, today's topic, I'm going to split it into two parts. Um, the first part is going to be something that us as PTs get asked quite a lot. Um, so we thought we'd dig into it a little bit deeper and unpack it. And that's kind of, we get asked, what's the best exercise for this? What's the best exercise for fat loss? What can I do for this? So we're kind of going to unpack that and basically look at what's the best exercise for health and fitness and performance. Is there any, basically? Um, and then we're going to jump into um, sort of his own personal likes and dislikes, but more some quick fire questions that were left over from the, the Q&A episode that we did and we didn't manage to get through. So that's going to be kind of the second part of it. Um, so we'll jump, jump straight in, lads. It's going to be a bit more of an open discussion, this one. So I'm just going to chuck it out there, kind of what do we think is the best exercise, if there is any, or what's everyone's views? has to be the leg uh, press on the calf extension machine, hands down. <laughs> no, no, joking besides, I don't think you can actually pinpoint one specific exercise to be the best exercise. You get quite often they say, what's the best to grow your biceps? What's the best to lose belly fat? What's the best here? What's the best there? And I think the most important thing is consistency. We've said it in previous podcasts, but there's no point in having a particular exercise that benefits a particular goal if you're not doing that consistent, consistently. So I would say the best exercise is, is having a goal that you want to achieve and then sticking towards it because every exercise is different for whatever goal you are wanting to achieve so it's it's more goal dependent um and the most important thing is, is sticking to that whatever you've planned whatever you've programmed um is being consistent with that yeah like there is no exercise is greater than another exercise um because it, to one person one exercise is going to be super beneficial but to the other it's going to have no real impact on them yeah so like if we're looking at, say we've got um, someone in who's a runner, is the, them doing hammer bicep curls going to be beneficial to their running? No. Not particularly. <laughs> are there other exercises that are going to be more beneficial? Yeah. Single lunges, split squats, things like that. They're going to be more beneficial. So it's about working out how much bang you're going to get for your buck with exercise selection. One's no greater than the other because to someone whose goal is to grow their biceps, Hammer curl's gonna be great. So it's it's all it's very dependent, but there are sort of basic rules that you follow. Yeah, hundred percent. Like like you said, it's got to be goal dependent, but also best exercise is, is something that you can do with good technique, um, that you're doing safely and things like that. There's no point doing deadlifts, terrible form, high risk of injury and things like that. You basically want something that's like you've said, to your goal with good technique, and you're doing it for sort of like your rep ranges. You don't need if you're trying to get strong, if you're trying to get really strong there's no point doing 15 reps of something yeah. um so you can manipulate the set reps uh things like rest time as well um as well so there's so many things you tempo there's so many things you can manipulate um but yeah like, like you said there is there is no, no i think it's good exercise. to use that as an example because the deadlift is one i would say is more favorable than a lot of other exercises because of the nature of the what muscles are used the stimulus obviously that you're receiving the positions you're putting your body in i.e movement however then you can throw it back, well, like you said, if you're not doing a sufficient technique, then is it actually one of the best exercises mm. in health, fitness, or, or performance if you don't know that, that that movement particularly well? I would say it's up there, if, if, if guided, or if you know how to do it correctly. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, you, when you're looking at exercise selection like that, it's kind of, there are basic, your basic pillars, basically like your squat, your deadlift, which are, yeah. are quite good to use across the board. Obviously, different circumstances, exception. But it's also thinking about what like physical quality you're looking to train. So if we're looking to just train max strength, then we're going to be doing 
a squat at a certain rep range. But if we're trying to look at building our speed strength, we're going to be doing the same exercise, but in a different manner. We're going to yes. be moving that bar a lot faster at a different rep range. So it's understanding what you want from it as well as what exercise to choose, um, which could be another rabbit hole altogether, really, couldn't it, that one? Yeah. I think that's the that's a good point because like you said your body moves a certain way and you've got certain core exercises such as your compound lifts so you've got your, your, your pushing movements you've got your pulling movements you've got your squats your deadlifts your hinging um, but it's also important not just to stick at stick at those I always use the example of my clients is your, your, your lifting or your technique is like building a house or putting a car together if one thing fundamentally is wrong from the beginning is there any point in, in constructing that together? So, okay, you're going to focus on that, but you also have to strip it down and work on stuff like your stability, your coordination, and build, build that structure to aid those important exercises or movement patterns that you want to improve on. Yeah, going, going back to the basics. Yeah. 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 I think for, for us as PTs, we get asked a lot the, the question of what is the best, what is the best this to do, what, what's the best exercise for this? And we kind of, we were talking about it before we came, we kind of almost, like, the best way to talk to people about that is kind of shift the narrative of, instead of looking for one exercise that's the best, or what's the best for me to do this, it's kind of shift that needle and think, there is no one best thing, but there are multiple things that are going to make me better at this, so how can I improve on each one of those? and bring it together as a whole rather than looking for the one fix that's going to do anything because there is no one fix to anything you want to do there's multiple facets of fitness to come together that are going to that are going to help you improve so it's it's understanding that as well i also i also said that i I also agree in that sense because like you could obviously focus on one of these exercises and just repetitively do it consistently but then if you just focus on that one thing yes okay you're going to get stronger but that's within that movement you are literally only going to practice the technique of that exercise so you're going to get better and better at that exercise but is that transferable some of it will be transferable some of it will be able to cross over to other exercises but if you're obviously so focused on that you're at, a lot of that will be through the practice of that technique it, I, we used to do it in coaching that if you had 10,000 hours uh, of a particular sport or practice you would become close to a, an elite class level an expert, or yeah. classed as an expert in that field and it's sort of the same concept that if you do anything that many times, yes, you'll get better at it. But does that make it the best exercise? Not te- technically not. Yeah. I've got a bit of a rogue question for you guys. One of the things I, I know I get asked a lot is what's better, free weights or machines? Like mm. I, I don't know about you. Do you yeah, guys get asked yeah. that a lot? Um, so one of my yeah. questions I want to ask you is what's yeah. kind of your split between free weight and machine? What are your views on what and just things like that to help to help people um, who are listening? I think I think if you're a newbie in the gym, machines can be bene- very very uh, very beneficial, just because it's sort of like a plain range of motion. Uh, you can get used to doing that that movement. So let's take um, a row. So if you've got a seated row, it's one movement in and out, like to and from the machine. If you can get good at that, you can then maybe transfer it over to the free weights, to a dumbbell row or a barbell row and things like that. So I do think uh, they are beneficial, especially if you're trying to target specific areas. Um, so if you are trying to do, let's say, I don't know, pet deck or something like that, you can stretch chest, things like that, squeeze, focus on things like that, but doing a bench press for me is obviously more beneficial. So it's, it's having a nice mix, 
just as well so you can you're not fatiguing yeah. as much I'd say as well I so think, go on, go on, sorry. I think to touch on that obviously like you said they are quite literally what they are they're, they're fixed resistance machines they yeah. are put in a position that allows you to work that muscle dependent sort of regardless of your level of experience just in a singular range, in a range single, of motion yeah, yeah. pretty much it puts you in a position where you can't really go too wrong you can still go wrong with, with, with bad technique however it puts you in that position where you're still going to work what you want to work but if you take it too far, you're obviously putting yourself more at risk. Mm. So how I see that question is, well, yes, they have benefits, but that comes into me. I would take, say, for example, do a screening process where I can see if they are they is their body or their experience ready to do a free weight exercise. Because if it is, then you can just go straight to that because then all the stabilizing muscles, that kind of thing, is going to develop much quicker, and they're going to be more competent at these lifts that take so much more impact on the body as opposed to just sitting them down on a machine getting them stronger on the main muscles that's being used but really everything else is being slack it's not being put to work if that makes sense so not to go into it too much but that's when you would know that you have to regress the exercise if obviously they're not capable of doing those those um, I think complicated freeway exercise. A nice basic way to look at it and this is over simplistic because everyone's different in individual circumstances but I like to use my freeway exercises uh, as the main body of work and then yeah. use machines yes, as an additional that. piece to that. Um, obviously, depending on everybody, everyone's different, people at different stages, obviously yeah. different people's bodies move in very different ways. And for us as trainers, that's what our job's about. It's about assessing that. But as a generalistic rule of thumb, if you're capable of doing free weight movements, I use that as the main body of work yeah. and yes. then use the machines to substitute and accessorize on top of that. 100%, yeah. 100%. That should be your priority. And like you said, the machine should be used as an accessory, as, a, as an aid for you to practice that movement when maybe you're fatigued or when obviously you're less experienced. And, um, and that way, obviously, you're not being set on one or the other. You're prioritizing the more complicated lift from moving from there. I think sometimes with clients, I do, I'll try and teach them like a range of movements. So if, obviously I'll try and focus on the squat, but then if there's no squat racks free, then we'll go onto Smith machine. Then if the Smith machine's not free, onto the, let's say plate loaded leg press. But then if that's not free, then onto the machine leg press. So like, as long as I'm targeting specific areas that I want to be working, just having that sort of range of knowledge and that sort of encyclopedia of exercise in your head, Knowing that if you can't do, let's say, a bench press, you can go onto the machine press. Yeah. Same range, same sort of motion, um, and things like that. But so it's just, it's just giving them a bit more knowledge. Well, we've mentioned it in do. previous uh, podcasts that your exercise library should yeah. be quite vast. large, yeah. quite vast. Yeah. So obviously, if you can show them a variety where if they come into you, ah, I can't get onto that, they do know that obviously yeah. that's going to still benefit them. They're still going to get something from that session. Yeah. Um, so that is probably the benefit of both of them is you can be, you can switch between the two. 100%. I think that ties nicely to actually, like we were talking about basics of exercise selection and stuff the other day. And we were talking then about using free weights as your main body of exercise and then a machine to accessorize. I think another a good way to think about it is your main body of work should be focused on a movement, a pattern movement, yeah. rather yeah. than a muscle. So your main body of work would be a hinge, a squat, a press yeah. or a pull. Um, you might do a couple of those even in the session and then the accessories come after then can be specific muscles that are targeted yeah. whereas if you do them vice versa you're going to be pre-fatigued which in some yeah. people's cases might be beneficial yeah. for what you're training but in the, as a general rule of thumb we want to do the hardest bit and the main body of work first yes. get as much benefit from that as we can and then we want to accessorize after that yeah 100 
Oh, nice. Well, that was beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say that. We're quite great for that one. It went, we went into that quite a lot. Obviously, I hope you can take something from that. That That's quite a, a technical breakdown of why there isn't one specific yeah. exercise that's beneficial. It's more moving your body the way it's meant to be moved um, and not to stress about, I should be doing this, I shouldn't be doing that. It's learning what's right for you and what's right at your point in your journey. Yeah, and coming back to the whole, there is no one exercise that's the best. That's literally the point. The best thing you can do is be super consistent. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think that's the be all and end all of it really, isn't it? That's how it comes back to it. Okay, seeing as we've given our, our, our overall <laughs> verdict of that, let's throw it out there. Likes and dislikes, personally, and why. So, okay, yeah, we've said there's no one exercise. But what do you include more and why and what don't you typically include in your workouts and why? Workouts personally or workouts for clients? Both. Oh, all right. Oh. Personally, um, I, I'd say I don't train my arms very often. Nice. But purely because the amount of other things that I try and train, I don't have time for it. Do you know what I mean? There's so many other facets of fitness that I'm trying to fit in with my training individually at the minute. Like, I'm building up some power work and strength work. So, I'm doing my basic squats, deadlifts, presses, and stuff, mm-hmm. trying to build strength through there. I'm also practicing all my Olympic lifting, so clean jerks, snatch, all those kind of things. I'm technique, also practicing. Technique based. Yeah, technique based stuff, skill based stuff. I'm also practicing all the gymnastic movements. So, pull ups, variations, handstand press ups, stuff like that. Then, skill work, so like double unders and things like that. So, there's so many facets of fitness I'm trying to focus on myself that. Arms kind of get left behind. Don't get me wrong, I do. I, and they are important to train, don't get me wrong. It's not like you should ignore them. But at the moment in my journey, there's things that are more important for me. Yeah. That's why I kind of asked the question. Obviously, I wanted to see, like, yeah, okay, why do you like it? Why don't you like it? And then to emphasize that just because we don't like it doesn't mean that it it's isn't not important. Yeah. Important. Yeah. It isn't relevant depending on, obviously, like we said before, what your goal is. Like I said, mine would be the same answer. I cannot stand training arms, I find them so boring. I understand that if I'm doing enough pulling, enough pushing, or for example, my lower body, I'm stimulating that muscle enough. If I'm over frequency across the week, I'm stimulating enough. So all I have to do is one movement pattern for my arms yeah. to aid my other exercises. Yeah. And that is enough. That's just my personal dislike. Would I get my clients to do it? Depend, again, it depends goals on their goals. Yeah. It depends on their goals. If they want big biceps or if they want to tone up I, or put on some muscle, should I say, um, then yeah, maybe we'd throw a little bit in there. Um, but then I teach them what they can and can't do. And because it's a little bit more simple, the isolation stuff or the machine machine stuff, once they know how to do it, they can go away and do, do that, that themselves. themselves. Because like you said, you want to fit so much in on a client level that you want to focus on the complicated movement that's going to get them much more functional. Yeah, it comes and back to bank your doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, like if say you've got a, a client in, you yeah. might only have an hour with that client, are you going to waste... 10 minutes doing bicep curls when you could be using that so much more beneficially to get more bang for your buck out of other exercises. Yeah. And that's why I that's why I say I don't I don't I, I say I don't like it. Like I said it's relevant, but I don't like doing that with my my clients in particular purely because there's so much more beneficial things I can be doing. Like I said they are important, but in that in that session that we've got together, they can be learning more from me than how to do those exercises. Yeah, so they can go and do those. Yeah, it's, a, it's it always. Makes, good. I, I personally feel like it makes you a better personal trainer for getting them to develop the more complicated yes. mechanisms, as opposed to just getting there and doing the the generic stuff. If that makes sense. 
I'm, I'm completely with you there. So you're, yeah. So we all dislike. We all dislike us. Oh, okay. But so you're basically. Beat how have we changed? I mean, so I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bro split has gone out the window. Like, when you grow up, he's like, I just want massive arms. Uh, and I just like, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I do, I do train train arms a little bit more now, but that's just because I'm, I'm sort of in that strength phase at the minute where I'm wanting to do it to benefit my other big lifts so yeah. my bench my like my you like don't want them to get left there. behind yeah you want them to get strong in line with them yeah but they are a supportive muscle so they don't need to be stronger than anything else yeah so like i mean sense. like for me I've, I've struggled with dips for ages like my elbows has not been right and then my arms have been weak compared to it so my bench has slacked like completely so the practice then, has slowed down because you can get a certain level yeah. of strength from practicing it like i said earlier but it gets to the point where if you don't have the triceps to support the bench press, or if you don't yeah. have the biceps to support a particular row or a pull up, etc., they're going to give up first. Hmm. I mean, then when I'm doing that. when I'm doing the triceps or things like that, like yeah, let's just use triceps as an example. I'd rather go for that narrow bench, Sorry, that hate, narrow I, bench I press, though. <laughs> the narrow bench press, yeah, exactly. or like the heavy overhead or something yeah. like that. I'm not going to be doing the kickbacks. Yes. So, Oh, I've triggered some of that. Everyone's least favourite exercise. So when we said, yeah, when we said uh, there is no wrong exercise, a dumbbell tricep kickback um, <laughs> is a wrong exercise. It's <laughs> a wrong exercise to be doing. Um, but yeah, we won't go into well, that. We won't go into yeah, that. Just, just we'll be here for way do too just, long. Just don't do it. That's um, a podcast in itself. <laughs> all right, cool. Before we move on then, give me likes that you do personally and you would advocate your clients on practising. Given this, and they're capable of performing that movement. My favourite one at the minute, uh, now that I perform it correctly in my eyes, uh, deadlift. Sure. Um, <laughs> pretty strong at it. I've done all right with it so far, but but yeah, I think it's it's key. If you're wanting to lose weight, it's perfect because it works every part of your body. Uh, if you're wanting to get strong, it's a good movement to get strong with. If you're wanting a bit of hypertrophy, you don't want to go in majorly majorly overboard with the reps. For the deadlifts, you want to be hitting that sort of specific weight, that percentage if you work it out. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it's it's deadlifts. Just it there's to me there's no better feeling than than just lifting a heavy ass weight off the ground. That car right, when I'm waiting for that car to just pick it up and <laughs> save someone. Good. What about Good. you then? Go on then. My personal favourite. Um, I Nordics. am loving. Overhead lunges. Recently. Yes, I'm with it. I'm with it. I enjoy it. Walking lunges, should I say? Yeah. Purely because. Dual or single? Oh, I'm there with 15 plate now. I'm 15. progressing. Mine's just a little five plate. No, <laughs> uh, purely because you're working a bit on your shoulder stability, your strength around the shoulder joint that people seem to obviously not understand when you're doing uh, that so much. Um, that strengthening it. So, for example, if you were doing a pressing movement, it's so, so much more set. It's so much more sturdy, healthier, f- just from that exercise. And then you've obviously got your lower body power. Um, it's working your range of motion and your mobility based on going into that into that m- movement pattern. I'd say across each joint. Um, it is literally multi joint. So ankles, knees, hips are all moving in sync. Um, I just think it's a very all round movement. Yeah. And then, then you've yeah. also got, like you said, your coordination and stability when you're alternating your legs it just includes so many aspects of health and fitness it's 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 always interesting with that one as well when you may be with a client and you go from sort of standard dumbbell lunges and they're maybe shifting like a good heavier weight and then all of a sudden you go right we're going to use a five plate and they go (laughs) what do you mean what and then put it above your head they're all over the spot it's good if you teach them how to engage the core at the beginning of your program or whatever you want to call it it 
when you do that overhead lunge, that's another aspect is to obviously to keep your balance, to keep your coordinate, you have to start engaging it properly. And that will transfer over to those heavier lifts, etc. Yeah. And then it get, you'll get to the point where engaging that core becomes natural to you. Yeah, because 100%. you've implemented what not necessarily the right exercise, but one of the mo- more beneficial in my opinion. So. Lovely. That's what's your, beautiful what's your tra- favourite one? My favourite, yeah. Give us one. Just, just one. Just one. My favourite. What? That I currently. My favourite. Yeah. Just in general. Go on. Yeah. It's got to be a snatch. Yeah. It's got to be some Olympic lifting type move. You can't do this and then. Yeah. I reckon. Nah. My favourite. I prefer a clean and jerk to a snatch. Yeah. 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 I I have been enjoying dumbbell split jerks. Also. There you go. Yeah. These which are all very again, jazzy movements. Which is yeah. again, yeah, it's like... Kind yeah, of look, like at, look at his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you've got to look at his Instagram for them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that Check one. it out, Jess. And it's quite, that was quite laid back. We just wanted to like, have a little bit of fun um, and see what your opinions are and relate that back to it because obviously we, we just enjoy training just as yeah. much. Even, though, even though it's our job, <laughs> we have our likes and dislikes. Yep. But at least yeah. we can at least try to justify it um, and relate it back to the topic. Yeah. I think that nicely now brings us on to a second part of today's podcast yeah. yeah so a couple of episodes ago we did a QA. and a um we got loads of people uh, engaging with us on socials which we were super thankful for obviously we didn't have time to go through everyone's questions um so last last time we picked out some of the big chunkier questions these ones are some more more fun laid back questions that we thought do you know what they're going to be beneficial because they might be things that you guys are thinking but don't actually want to ask yeah. or they might just be little fun things that you're interested to hear so like the socks like, yeah. <laughs> um, Why the odd sock? So let's uh, jump straight in. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to throw one out there. What is your best pre-workout snack? What is your go-to? Course, it's food with you. Oh, yeah, of course. Food is a staple of my life. Like that's all I think ah. about now. But what is your go-to? You know, you're going to have a good session if you have it. At the minute, Harry Bos. <laughs> it's right random okay it's like critically sugars yeah it's, I, yeah, it's I mean I, I like <laughs> I like to uh, so I like to train a little bit after lunch so two three ish so I like to have lunch and then and then move but so my like quick little snack where I know it's not going to fill me up or anything like that but like either Harry Bows or strawberry laces at the minute. Oh. Or fruit pastels, there we go. Okay. Something just sugary just get, in get moderation may I add yes in moderation not the whole packet <laughs> Okay, cool. What I, think, I think mine, I've got a two. So okay. one is the caramel and chocolate uh, Rice Krispie Squares bar. Great. Big time yes. on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or another personal favourite, two rice cakes with peanut butter and jam and an apple. That's, nice. uh, <laughs> it's always a favourite for me. So. <laughs> Even those. Mine has to be... I've not had it for a while and thinking about it makes me want one now, right? But um, as the American would say, PB&J sandwich with a banana in it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Can't be a peanut butter and jam sandwich with banana. I just feel like it's got such a variety of like, nutrients to get me going in my session. And then, like I said, those square bars, yeah, that's been introduced to my life recently and they are a game changer. Yeah, they're OG then. I think the reason why do we have those, though, why is it important that we have them pre-workout? You've got quick releasing sugars in there essentially, yeah. and you've also got some carbohydrates that are a little bit slower, so it's going to keep you going throughout the rest of the session essentially. Yeah, um, lovely. I think the more it's great explanation, um, that simple. Yeah, the, the more so-called desirable one I'd say is oh oats with some berries and some peanut butter and a bit of honey because then you get you know you, well realistically does anyone want to hear that? No, they want to know what little snack you got. Yeah, snacks. 
Uh, <laughs> Next question. What is your quick and simple pre-workout routine? So just a couple of little things that you do. Um, Keep it to three things then. Three things that you do before you work out. Fill, fill my massive 2.2 litre water jug. Just yes. so I don't have to go to the fountain and waste five minutes chatting to people. Um, headphones on. Uh, yeah. Up. <laughs> oh no, headphones on. And uh, got to get that fire playlist sorted. Uh, music, yeah. music, interesting. Music, music's got to be there. Um, I mean, you briefly said you train mid-afternoon. I like to train relatively early. I feel like straight up the walk to the gym clears my head, um, the fresh air. So I don't need to go into the cardio area. I just got that on. Like I said, water, my mobility, uh, a pretty chilled playlist during the mobility, and then I get the same again. The, the music is a big one. It's got to be a bit of a high playlist. Get yourself going. Um and try your best as much like even though you're in an environment that you know people just focus on your goals for that hour or however long yeah. you're in there yeah that's, I'm, that's I'm, my routine trying to stick to it trying to try not to get distracted yeah um trying not to cool down because then you're missing your rest times that you know that you should be having um you're taking longer than you need to so, okay you might feel stronger but consistency wise yeah not sure i think I'm, pre- I'm pretty much the same so get up my program so i know exactly what i'm going to do um do my mobility and then just Kind of, it depends on the lifts. If it's some of the bigger lifts, visualize how them lifts are going to look because then I go into it and then I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. That's the thing. I think there's no surprises there from our sense that we're, there's no coincidence that we all said a similar thing. But obviously the, pers- the person asking that question, they would think, or would think to ask that. But obviously based on our experience, our knowledge, our whatever within uh, the industry, there's no surprise that that is the more beneficial way to get prepared to a session. Yeah. 100%. Next one, uh, we got asked, this is a bit more of a lighter one, but also important because anyone who's listening might uh, take something from it. What is your, if you were going for a PB, what song do you put on? Personal best song. What do you reckon? Um, At the minute, Beast. Uh, It's from Southpaw boxing film. (laughs) It's good that. Uh, Anything Eminem? Yeah. Lose yourself, gotta be up there Lose in every single yeah, playlist. Everyone's surely, um, surely. Any, I mean, at the minute, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I sort of just lose what song it is. It, it, it I just go to a dark place sometimes. I did say <laughs> visualize. I said just PB go, song, not PB right. album. I was gonna say, <laughs> we ain't got all day. God. Hey, when I'm doing strength training, <laughs> I need that five minute rest period. So. <laughs> what about you? What's your uh, song? No, I 100% agree with anything Eminem. Also, anything ACDC. Yeah, that's just me personally. Um, but that there's one that's head and shoulders that I think is the majority of my PBs be a deadlift squat and it's Bring Me to Horizon Throne is an absolute get you going belter it gets me going <laughs> if I, I I hear it on the build up's just the amount amount right time so that when it gets going I'm there I'm ready for my my, my lift oh nice I like it I say it with emotion have you ever had to re like prep yourself for yes. like when you've missed the drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite literally, because like I said, the build up to the chorus is is like a certain amount of time. So I know that like if it's I'm doing a deadlift, right, get that chirk on the the chalk will dry, get the belt ready, boom, off we go. So yeah, no, it's definitely that song. Mine's got to be all the lights. Kanye West, Jay Z, Rihanna. It is a classic. Absolute belter. Gets classic me in the mood classic. every time. I could be in a bad mood and I listen to that. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, we got going back to my pre-workout work routine. Cheesy as oh, but it's my feel-good song. Is Maps by Maroon Five. I play. It, <laughs> I hear that so many times. I play times it all the now. time before I start my session because if I played it in the session, I'll just be like, "What is this?" That's but it's so just rogue. a cheesy song that puts me in a good mood and like switches me off from anything other than the fact that I'm going in. 
So yeah, that's rogue. That is a mad. I did not expect you. I'm I'm there with like trap music, like heavy bass stuff, and the spectrum of room. Even when I'm doing my spins, I've got my playlist. But then if I'm pottering around, I'll just put that on for everyone just to listen to because I know it puts me in a good mood. So why not? Next question. Yeah, nicely on. So this is actually one that I get asked quite a lot, and it's regarding like footwear to training. So it's like what's your go-to piece of footwear to training? Hmm. Depends on the exercise. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. So, for example... Just generalistic, when you're going into the gym to train, what shoes are you wearing? I'm Nike. I'm Nike over... Um, I'm else. Adidas. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, multiple. Oh, good. Oh, here yeah. we go. It sits on the fence. He wants uh, a full sponsorship deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nike, if you're listening. <laughs> um, no, I'm a big fan of the Nike Metcons. I've had numerous pairs of them, massive fan. Uh, the Innovate CrossFit shoes as well, I'm a big fan of. Um, but yeah, they're my kind of go-tos at the minute. Nice. Um, so yeah clothing uh, on that one what about clothing I'm a massive Nike fan for clothing yeah um, just, I just find it fits well I get a lot of the dry light stuff so it's pretty pretty, pretty I don't good think, I think if anyone asks this question I don't think you can overcomplicate it anything that you feel comfortable helps you move doesn't hold not restricted not restricted yeah. doesn't hold um, like maybe body odour or sweat obviously because obviously now everyone naturally does that in the gym yeah. so anything that you feel comfortable and you know you're going to get out of it with yeah definitely all right, here's one. Do love an Under Armour top now. Monster <laughs> factory for me. Clothing at the minute. Quality. If you could have one piece of equipment, if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only take one piece of equipment, <laughs> what would it be and why? Shrooms would be the deadlift platform. <laughs> as long as I can take the bar and the plate, I'm all right. Um, I know what mine would be. If I say squat rack, does that include the bar? No, just oh. one piece of equipment. Medicine football for ball slams? No. Get some uh, oblique twists in there. It's got to be a, set, a pair of dumbbells. The most yeah. you can get. Yeah, but so no, weight though. Versatile. Yeah, like but that's, that's a point. Yeah, you're only allowed one weight. You're only allowed one weight then. I mean, what are you going to do? Take fifties and just twenties. I was going to say I'd take fifties. Twenties so. or twenty-two point Okay, surely if Even I say some exercise, you can't do with twenties. Like what? Oh, the L's, they must get boring. Yeah, I was going to say, any squat variation you won't be able to do with tennis? Yeah, you would. <laughs> nah, you, you would. would. <laughs> <laughs> if good. I say barbell, surely I can have at least two. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll can allow I it. take under kg in 20 play? In... Hang on, that's far too much equipment. Come on, answer the question. What Just would it one be? piece. The assault bike. That's a great shout. Mm. That's a great the assault shout. bike, because then I can get the upper body going with the shoulders, get the legs going as well. I didn't think of that. Assault bike for me then. Rowing machine? I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, minute. Ooh, I love a rower. I think they're all pretty If someone said treadmill there, I'd be worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, assault bike for me. I love it at the minute. I, I do agree with dumbbells, but... What weight? Right. Yeah, the weight the weight's too much. So. I guess that's, that's too hard. That question, question that will never be answered. No. <laughs> I love I love how people say, "What what would you take in your luggage or something like that?" Where they're yeah. going, what, what equipment would you take? <laughs> uh, here's a good one. Someone asked. Someone said they're struggling with the protein intake. Um, what are the quickest protein snacks that I can can implement? So there's some pretty good ones here actually. Um, Greek yogurt. So you've got little protein yogurts at, at the shops. Yeah, the 25 um, gram ones. You've got 25 Yeah, and, and they're not even expensive no, as well. The no, decent price. Cheap. Yeah. Um, you can get them at Aldi 25, 20 gram from uh, the other supermarkets. Um, be it a squeezy pouch, be it an actual yogurt. Lots of different flavours, lots of variation from the people that you know that maybe don't like certain flavour. Um, I think uh, cereal bar, nut based bars, that yeah. kind of thing. Protein yeah. bars. Protein bars, obviously, yeah. if you've got the finance, because obviously they can, yeah, be, a can bit be quite more. expensive. Yeah, um, with them, just I'd say buy them 
buying in bulk for things like that, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's a smarter option rather than the, yeah. Yeah. the individuals. But I think sometimes people just sort of crave them a little. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they are a good way to easily get 20 grams of protein in. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's, uh, like I said, for snacks, and they're, they're, they are pretty good. Yeah. All right, cool. We very briefly touched on that, but okay, what time is your go-to time? So are you a morning guy, evening guy to train? To train. Some people ask me, well, what time should I come? Should I come in the morning? Should I come in the evening? If I, if I could pick, if I could go, time? if I could go at the same time every single day from the way that our gym is, it might be different at other gyms, but um, I'd say two till, between two and five. Why? Not as busy. Um, so people are still at work. Uh, parents picking up kids from schools, things like that. So every, all, I mean, I prioritise compounds a lot. So if, as long as I can get a platform, squat rack, bench, things like that, I'm happy. So, but it seems to be the quietest time at our gym. Nice. Um, Probably most And, the gym and well. I feel like I've eaten well. Yep. I've rested well. Sometimes if I'm like with my shift pattern at Pure Gym, I'll do like an early morning spin class. Um, I don't know if that picked up in the background. Sorry if it did. It's <laughs> um, a random thing outside. Uh, yeah, I think if I'm doing like um, an early morning shift, so I'm a 6 a.m. start, then sometimes I might take it till 4 and 5, just so I get a little bit more rest in between. But yeah, for me, it's got to be like after lunch where I've eaten, rested. Yeah. And I can sort of prep myself mentally as well. To what, go about, for it. what about you? Um, I'm pretty similar just because of my shift pattern as well like I say I feel like I've eaten I've got a bit of fuel in me um, I'm not tired from the long day or whatever um, but I think the most important or the best time for people to train is whenever they can yeah do you know what I mean everyone's circumstances are different so when people ask us like when should I be training well when can you train when can you fit it in when are you going to be most consistent that's the point you need to be training yeah um, pretty straightforward answer from me really yeah uh, okay mine is the opposite to you too so I am um, <laughs> I'm a morning person in general. I, I like to train in the morning purely because I feel like I'm up and at it. I've got up sometimes before other people have done their typical nine to five day job and not to like be looking down on them, but I feel like I've achieved something before people haven't got out of bed. That's their lifestyle. That's absolutely fine by them. But that's obviously, I feel like I'm ready for my day. I've, I get energy from my session anyway. Um, I, I don't like to train too heavy. So I can have like one of these little snacks or pre-workout meals that were said about uh, so that I'm, I'm I'm confident that I've got something in me to give me some energy, so provided I've had a, a carby meal the night before, so that that's in my system. Um, people think that it's, it's bad to eat late at night, maybe if you you junk eat in at that time, but if I know I've had a carby enough meal, that's going to be in my system, and then with that little snack as well in the morning, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, it'll take me over, um, I'm consistently training at the same times. I'm awake, I'm alert, uh, and like I said, it just puts me in a good mood for the rest of the day. So yeah, that, that's why I w- would personally go mornings, and as well as that, actually, some clients in particular have said they struggle with their sleeping patterns and stuff like that. So if you're cramming as much into your day as you can, you've trained early, you're going to be ready, to, uh, ready to sleep. Come the evening, you can wind down easier. You can wind down easier at the night time, and then you're ready to sleep. Your sleep quality, you'll have a domino effect. It'll get better and better, in my opinion. Um, I've seen that work for me. I've seen it work for other people. Maybe it doesn't suit other people's lifestyles. But like you said, I think a good way to sum that one up is whichever one works best for you that yeah. you can get in consistently. Yeah. Um, that's it. Some quick five questions to run oh, through. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for everyone who took those questions in. Um, hope you guys can take a bit of bit of something from them all. Um, yeah, been yeah, a bit of a light-hearted episode. Yeah, but yeah, yeah nothing too serious. Like, yeah, if you listen closely, there's some there's important information out there. Like I said, it was questions that was asked, um, and there's no silly question at the end of the day. Yeah.
and that's the point of the podcast yeah awesome so Love thanks it. guys for uh, for listening again we'd appreciate any kind of interactions feedbacks shares um, it means the world to us so anything like that's uh, absolutely spot on but yeah we hope you join us for his next one um, for now see you later see you later see you later